humans have been enjoying wine for 8,000 years or more, and there's never been entry exams, literacy tests, diplomas, or membership fees. You can go as far or deep as you want, or just take it all in and find your happy place. That being said, we like to spend our week looking for things that we can share with you in this space and time. We'll give you food for thought, ideas for adventures, and most weeks, tips, pointers, and insights that you can use the minute the program ends. Wine has always united us. It still does. And we've never needed that more. So climb aboard. There is no time like the present to get your adventure started. So here's your host, the doctor of deliciousness, the chairman of the Bordeaux, the top gun of wine fun, David Wilson. So it is time for your weekly Grape Encounter, but I want to tell you that I almost didn't do a Grape Encounter episode this week. I don't do a lot of reruns. I try not to. Once in a while on a holiday, I will do it. But I am so fried, and I guess I could say fried in a good sort of way, but fried all the same. I'll tell you why. Of course, I live here in Italy, and I had a meeting south of where I live by about a two-hour train ride. And then I got this idea after this long meeting and being practically up all night the night before that I was going to go to the southern end of Italy and go have some fun uh, near Bari. It's really, really gorgeous down there. And anyway, the reason that I'm telling you the story is because I was in this town that is where the song Volare, that's where it was written. And I'll tell you more about that in a second, but it's a super romantic song, right? And you're sitting on this walking street and everybody's walking down the street singing Volare because up above there are these arches every hundred feet and they're all lit up with the lyrics for Volare. So you got Germans, you got Swedish, you got people from Antarctica walking down the street singing Volari with different accents. It's really quite amazing. So it made me think about somebody who's really super special to me. Honestly, she's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. I love her to death. And she's also the person who brings me more interviews I'm talking about upper-tier interviews, wine people who are just legendary. She brings them to my show, and she's been doing it for 15 years now. She's my bird dog. She bird dogs <laughs> great guests for me. But she's also a life coach, and she's an expert on romance. So you see where this is going. I'm down in Puglia, where they make these fantastico wines. I'm on this street where people are singing this love song. The food's spectacular, and the wine is amazing. And it's just, oh my gosh. And I was the only single guy there. And hopefully she can help me. This is Jean Sullivan that I've got on today. And she is a superstar. Jean, first time, first time you have come from behind the curtain and been on this show. And it's California Wine Month at the same time. So it's like the serendipity, all these things confluencing at the same time. Look at that. Kind the magical, the first it? sentence out of your mouth, you're pitching a client. <laughs> well, that's great. Of course. 
us? Yeah. Well, let's just talk about that client for a second because they are super special people. They are the Wine Institute or California Wine, Jean? California Wines, that's right. California Wines. And we have folks from that organization on all the time because they are incredibly important in the wine industry. They really are the glue that hold the grapes together. <laughs> that's a, I love that. You notice I'm a little punch drunk today. It's a long story why I was up until four this morning, but I had to talk a friend out of a tree. You know how that goes, right? Anyway, Jean, the book, let's just start there. The book just came out. And are you talking about the ebook or are you talking about my? Oh, well, the, no, wait, I haven't even talked about the ebook yet. Let's talk about your <laughs> book, okay? You know, you don't realize, Gene Sullivan, that in your own right, you are a superstar with or without oh, any clients. You're center stage, baby. You are. Thank you. My goodness. Okay. I need a publicist like you. <laughs> Can, you can have me for a price, okay? <laughs> Just get me a girlfriend. I'm tired of being single. It's bugging me now. Like, why is it that all of a sudden everybody's holding hands? Have you noticed that, Jean? People are more affectionate these days. They're love bugs. I hate them. <laughs> well, no, I, I hate them. I hate to... them. We should stop I showing. Really... they got to stop showing off. <laughs> I would start to just think about it like you're starting to notice that everybody's coupled because that's something that you're about to be, you know? Oh, I, I'm sure. more of a law of attraction, like glass half full yeah, type of gal. Yeah, yeah. And in answer to your question, as much as that irritates you in this moment, <laughs> my book is Be the Soulmate You Want to Attract. Okay. Well, that's going to take some work. Uh, first, <laughs> I'm going to need some cosmetic surgery. Okay, right? <laughs> Oh, no, I was 300 pounds when I attracted my husband. I was over 40. I had a few lines and I had that big personality that people said would make me unwantable to a man because I'd be too intimidating. I had to let go of all that stuff and just really own who I was and what I wanted and just not lose faith in well, that let me, quickly. Let, let me say this. I didn't know if you would bring your weight up. But you and I mm -hmm. both have struggled our whole lives with a weight problem. But you have really outdone yourself because you are a thin little girl that looks so fabulous, so cute. You've got your own style now. It's sort of evolved for you. I love it. And you're just, you're. Mm -hmm. I, I want a girlfriend like you. That's it. Well, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, the style and all that that's come out is just because before I just wasn't 100% happy with myself. Yeah. And I didn't let all of myself out of the cage. Yeah. You know, I had to, all this stuff was inside of me already. I just was afraid. I was afraid to be visible because being visible when you're overweight is a scary thing, especially in, in America. Oh my goodness, it's like a crime. You think everybody's staring at you. You know, it's really interesting here in Italy, people don't stare at you for that. People aren't petty here. They don't go, mm -hmm. oh, look at how fat he is. At least I don't think they're doing that, but they're all talking Italian, so they could be doing that, right? But anyway, you know, wine is the ultimate elixir of love, Jean. It is. It's the elixir it really of love. Is. And the most romantic thing things in the world have wine at the center of them. I hope that grammar was correct. That sounded weird. No, it was. Okay. A plus. A plus. Okay. Complicated <laughs> sentence. No, it, it is the center of romance. You know, it's funny. Before I moved to California, I didn't even really 
have much of a passion for wine at all. I know a lot of people did, but it was something my boyfriend at the time when I moved to California, he took me to a winery in Sonoma. Uh-huh. And I have to tell you, I was enchanted by the experience of being there with a man who cared about me, surrounded by vineyards, and somebody very thoughtfully pairing the wines with the food. Because, of course, I was always, yeah, <laughs> obviously, right. with the weight I was, I was a, a food gal. Um, Don't you, didn't you just love the word buffet? Love that I word. I did, but then, buffet. you know, I stepped up to pairings, you know, to try to okay. <laughs> be a little more elegant, you know, and refined. And I got enchanted by that whole experience of being there in wine country in the whole immersive experience. And I just was hooked from then on. Yeah. Right. It's very romantic. It really happens pretty much everywhere in Italy, but certainly down in the south of Italy, it was amazing how wine is going to be a part of every move you make. It is so important to the culture. And you you really don't want to say, I don't drink wine because people are going to look at you funny. But it, mm-hmm. it really is. We go to a restaurant and we might buy a bottle of wine. But mm-hmm. if you go to a restaurant in Italy, you might have four different wines. I'm not saying you're going to drink four bottles of wine. I went to this wonderful seafood place. It started out with a Francia Corta, which is a an Italian champagne, basically, is what it is. And by the way, if you see Francia Corta, buy it. It's always good. And it's exactly what champagne is. Exactly. Method, grapes, everything. The grapes are wonderful. The grapes grow beautifully in Italy. But it's really a lot cheaper than champagne. So anyway, Francia Corta. But, you know, they start there and then there's a rosé and then there's another white wine and then there's a red wine and maybe there's a second red wine. And then they're going to finish the meal off with limoncello. I'm not talking yeah. I'm not talking lemon jello. I'm talking limoncello. All right, Gene Sullivan, we're going to get to the meat and potatoes since we're talking food here. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of wine and love. When we return with Grape Encounters, Gene Sullivan, one of the best PR people on the planet, in my opinion, she is the best, and she's also an author. Be the soulmate you want to attract. Be the soulmate you want to attract. Okay, sounds good. All right, we're going to be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. David will be back with more Grape Encounters right after they touch up his hair and makeup. Oh, wait, this is this is radio. Well, there's still paparazzi after the show to deal with. No. The only thing that Mendocino County winemaker Greg Graziano can't tell you about wine is how many different choices he makes. It's somewhere between dozens and cowabunga. Artisans like Greg don't count, they create. Did Da Vinci or Michelangelo take inventory? Let's just say that Italians like Greg can easily get carried away, especially when it comes to food and wine. Great wine is in Greg's DNA. His immigrant grandparents started making Mendocino wines in the early 20s, and despite being the head honcho of the much-beloved Graziano family of wines, Greg is just a humble, lovable guy. When you play in the dirt all day, you can't help but be down to earth. Ask your wine cellar for Graziano Wines, or just visit GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com. They've got five different brands. Why? Well, because Italians tend to have big families. Life is just more fun with a Graziano at your table. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. 
That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure, those health nuts are actually dry-farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine, walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com, eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. Welcome back to Grape Encounters. Did you know there are more compounds in wine than in blood? Maybe vampires ought to rethink their drink. You know, I can't really believe what's happening on the show today. I have somebody on who is so connected to this show, you can't even possibly imagine because she has brought just a plethora of amazing guests and amazing topics to this show because she's one of the most beloved PR people in the wine world. But she goes way beyond that, but wine has really been a big thing for her. And California Wine and the Wine Institute and a lot of other things connected to wine, the biggies, she's the one who makes it happen. So, Jean, let's talk about the book that California Wine has put out. It is really cool, and to me, it's really super romantic. It's a recipe book, and I'll let you explain what it is. Uh, This is California Wine Month, by the way, and every year they try to outdo themselves with some new and wonderful thing, and this year, they've got this book. And I need to talk to you about the cover of the book in a minute, Jean, but just explain what we got. So, you know, California is all about iconic things like Hollywood and of course food and wine country. Absolutely. Uh So we thought to step up our game this year to help really people get immersed in the whole California lifestyle, which of course, like Italy, wine is a big part of that, that lifestyle, that enjoyment of life. So we thought we would put together iconic California recipes that you might not think of as pairing with wine and share, you know, some suggestions of what kinds of wines to pair them with. So for like example, everybody knows In-N-Out Burger in California. You know, it's a very big favorite of people. Well, actually, even people who don't live in California know about legendary In-N-Out Burger because I've seen this happen so many times that somebody comes to visit in California, their first stop, they got to go to In-N-Out Burger, right? Absolutely. I hear that, uh, you know, all the years where I was taking press around California wine country, every single trip. Please take me to In-N-Out, please. Yeah, right. And I would take them. And I want to have animal fries, animal style fries. Okay, you're going to have to explain animal fries now to people who who do not have an In-N-Out burger. (laughs) Animal style fries are like French fries topped with like meat and cheese and all delicious sauce. It is like a million calories, Uh but it's totally worth it. 
it's totally worth it. And people, you know, usually will drink like a soda with it, but we wanted to elevate it a little bit and open your mind to, you know, even better flavorings and pairings. And we thought, you know, this would go really well with a crisp glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Really, really delicious. Really brings out the flavors in the food. And as you see the animal fries in a completely different way too. Yes. And, you know, I I will say this from traveling the world quite a lot and traveling in the U.S. quite a lot, that the concept of taking fries and then adding as many calories as you possibly can to those fries is uh, not lost on many people these days. You know, good hamburger places anywhere in the U.S. are going to do these things to their fries. Add chili or cheese or, you know, all kinds of things, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I like? If I can get a French fry that's super crispy on the outside and soft Mm -hmm. like mashed potatoes on the inside and then a little bowl of, you guessed it, ranch dressing. (sighs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ranch dressing and French fries. You can't beat it. That was that was psychic because I was just going to bring up in case people were worried about the loaded calories. I have a more iconic but lighter type of dish that might work, and it's Hidden Valley Ranch dressing. We have a recipe for that too, but paired with, of course, California is known for avocados, so we have this delicious light avocado salad with Hidden Valley Ranch style dressing. So you know what I I love to do? I if I can find a good buy on shrimp, okay? Mm-hmm. And they can even be little shrimp, I don't really care, as long as they're peeled. You, you know what, the worst thing in the world is you buy a bag of shrimp at the market, you take it home and you discover that you grabbed the one that still has the peels on the shrimp. Oh my gosh, what a pain that is. So I like to take the shrimp and then I mix them up with Hidden Valley Ranch dressing and then I scoop it into an avocado. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> That is actually pretty good. Yeah. And this recipe has like some honey in it and some seeds. So it's, it has like a lot of flavor and actually has a lot of vitamins. And then you pair it with just a nice light rosé and it just really makes it special because sometimes if you're eating lighter, you kind of feel like you're being deprived, but this just makes it really nice. So you're actually, you're actually calling that eating lighter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about just doing the Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah. With on top of the avocado salad. But if you put a cup of the ranch dressing, maybe not so light. (laughs) How many times, Jean, how many many times in your life have you used this phrase? Uh, Can you please bring extra dressing? Too many times. Oh, man. It's like, who cares about the lettuce? As as long as you coat the lettuce so you can't see the green, it's going to be great. By the way, Jean, do you know why Hidden Valley Ranch dressing is so white in color? I don't. Because the company is owned by Clorox. Oh, dear. It's true. Can you believe that? Isn't that funny? All right. So let's do another recipe. Yeah. You know, another one that's pretty simple. Like if somebody's like, I don't want anything complicated, I would make the ricotta toast with roasted grapes because it's very easy to make, but it's also, it's kind of romantic. You could, you know how there's that um, visual people get of, please feed me the grapes. It's so romantic. I'd love to have a man feed me grapes. Or maybe you feel you'd love to have a woman feed you grapes. Yeah. If you put them onto a ricotta toast, 
toast with roasted grapes. It's just elevating the experience just a little bit more. Yes, that is absolutely delicious for sure. I thought it was really interesting how hip California wine is trying to be with this book. And it all boils down to the cover, okay? Which just like speaks volumes about how hip. You've got a woman's body, her torso, basically, and she's in a jeans dress and it's sleeveless, okay? So it's kind of sexy. And then she's got this kind of sexy wine popsicle that she's got in a glass and it looks like there's a peach in the glass, okay? And then she's totally tatted up on her left arm, just lots of tats. That means ink or tattoos for people who don't know the word tats. And anyway, yeah, so she's like super hip, right? She is. She's very California. She's all about that lifestyle. She's wearing the blue jeans, which is very casual, but she's like sleeveless and tan. So she's healthy. And, you know, I mean, I could see what you're saying, but I think you're talking about the the popsicle recipe. Is that right? Well, yes. The, she's got she's got that pop she's got the popsicle in a glass of I, I'm gonna presume it's probably Sauvignon Blanc again. It's the peach frosé popsicle and cocktail. So of course, okay, wine cocktails are very hip right now. In keeping with your point, it's a very um, popular thing to drink right now because a lot of people don't know you can actually make a wine cocktail. Yes, and and then the wine will not go bad. Okay, listen, we got to take a break. Jean Jean Sullivan is with me. She handles the PR for California wine, but she is also a life coach and author of a book that is going to really spiff up your romance. But do not go on a a date without there being wine involved, okay? I'm not saying get somebody buzzed. That's not what I'm saying at all. No, I'm really careful about that because I just, I don't like people getting buzzed. I don't like drunks. Just don't like them. But wine just brings out, I don't know, the happiness in people. It is a happy inducing substance and it's really it's really wonderful what it does for conversation okay we'll be back with gene sullivan right after this did you know that some wines are just as delicious and desirable after a hundred years as they were when they were young hmm should should i be seeing a winemaker instead of my doctor grape encounters will return right after this Smoke from increasing wildfires is tainting wine grapes and vineyard executives are looking for new ways to adapt. Pure Fresh Wine's O3 technology helps vineyards overcome the problems caused by wildfire smoke by treating grapes pre-crush to improve fermentation and overall wine quality as well as removing smoke taint. For the typical winery, saving a full harvest of grapes with Pure Fresh Wine costs only 10 cents per bottle. O3 technology has been approved by the FDA and USDA. It leaves no residue and uses no chemicals. It provides many benefits to wineries, including the removal of sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides pre-crush, the reduction of bad bacteria and mold issues, an improvement in roundness and fruit-forward palate notes, and so much more. Most importantly, it safely and naturally breaks down smoke taint molecules to save grapes from damage. Rescue your harvest from smoke taint. Visit purefreshwine.com today. We're back with more grape encounters. Did you know that there are approximately 600 grapes in every glass of wine and about 3,000 in every bottle? And remember that breakfast cereal commercial that claimed there were two scoops of raisins in every package of their Bran Flakes product? 
It's a good thing most people don't drink wine for breakfast because the potential to have more than your fair daily share of grapes is definitely there. Thank goodness farmers grow more grapes than any other fruit. Aren't grapes groovy? I think I'm going to have to reread my friend Jean Sullivan's book. She wrote this book, Be the Soulmate That You Want to Attract. I need a soulmate, actually, because I was down in the south of Italy and everybody was holding hands and having fun and I was sitting at tables by myself. Jean, I hate doing that, man. But you know what? There's a lot of people out there like me, right? Absolutely. Take yourself on a date. You know, there's nothing... Take myself on a date? You know how many times we've been out together? Me and myself, we sleep together, as a matter of fact. Goodness. It always goes there with you. Listen. It does not. It's so much better. It's so important not to feel like when you're by yourself, like that you are really resenting or feeling bad that you don't have a partner yet. You know, be grateful you're a great person. You're with yourself. And you know I really mean that. You know I really mean that. I'm not just saying that. You know what? Based on that idea of be the soulmate that you want to attract, and that I think works with friends too, right? You know, like be the friend you want to attract, right? Absolutely. Okay, so so I want to just dive into my point. If you are practicing what you preach, Gene Sullivan, then you've got a lot of girlfriends that would be perfect for me. (laughs) Okay. All right, I'll get off of it. It was just actually very lovely. People were strolling down the street, the words to Volari up there, and they're singing Volari. You want to sing with me, Jean? Ready? Yes, yes, yes. One, two, three. Volare. Whoa. Whoa. Cantare. Cantare. Whoa. Do you think that they're riding horseback and that's why they're going, whoa, 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 whoa? I just wonder. Who knows? Or maybe the passion is overflowing because of the wines. Maybe. Maybe You know, it's it's really funny, though. I would say about two-thirds of the people who are walking down that pretty little pathway with restaurants and shops on either side of the street, they were carrying a glass of wine. It's permissible to walk around with a glass of wine there. Isn't that nice? Pretty cool. Yeah. Place is called Polonia Amare. Polonia Amare. It's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. You look down and they have these just deep, they call them grottos because it's just the, the ocean has just eroded these long, narrow columns toward the land. And so they're these, they're kind of like bays, but they're really long. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. So we're talking about a book right now that you can get, and it is all about really interesting, cool, iconic California cuisine with a twist for sure. And you can get the book for free. You can download it. And I'm going to tell you what, some of these recipes are just plain cool. I would like to, if it's okay, Gene, share a few of the ones that I really am turned on by. Okay? Is that okay? 
And you know what? This should be part of your next date with some woman in Italy. You offer to cook for her. Cook for her one of these dishes. <laughs> have a couple of wines and pair with them. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a really funny story about that. I live in a little courtyard area, and there's about like eight or ten residents in this area. That is to say houses and apartments. And I was talking with some of the neighbors as best as I could communicate with them, and we got this idea that let's have a pizza party, right? And I wanted to prove that I am a for real Italian. I'm half Italian. And that making great pizza is not lost on me. And I said, I'm going to make the pizza. And I watched them cringe, Gene. They just cringed. But in the end, I made the dough from scratch. I did everything according to Italian rules and with using Italian products. Those pizzas were so good. They were huge, and these people gobbled them down so fast. Oh, it's fantastic. I proved my point. Anyway, let's see. Um, Chinese chicken salad, okay. A California creation, is that for real? Yeah, absolutely. These were very thoughtfully researched. These are recipes uh-huh. that California is known for. And a lot of it is because they're, a lot of them are produce-driven, and we I think we make like it's a ridiculous number of produce products, like 400 or something. So yeah. pretty authentic. By the way, I had a produce thingy the other night that was, I'd never had it before. It's a cross between a cucumber and a melon. Ooh. And it's not sweet. Um, it really tastes like a cucumber, but it's round like a melon. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Oh, fantastic. Okay, Crab Louie. Anything with crab in it. You've got my attention, but please don't tell me that they're going to put imitation crab in there, Gene. They better not. I okay. mean, especially right. if they're in California or Italy, they should have access to fresh seafood. Yeah, no. But not everybody is, is as lucky as we are. No. You know what? I, I cannot stand that fake crab. It turns my stomach. You know what we can do is we can put an end right here and now to fake crab, Gene. You want to know how? How? We're going to tell everybody one of the ingredients. Oh, God. I know. You're like, yeah, what's he going to do? It's called surimi, and it is what gives the crab that red color that makes it look like real crab, okay? Want to know where the color comes from? Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's everybody's, well, a lot of people's favorite rock and roll band, beetles. It comes from ground-up beetle shells, oh, insects. No. That's all insect. It's ground-up insects. And then that, they rub it on there, and that's what gives it that beautiful red hue. Oh, my goodness. It's a, well, it's a bucket of... <laughs> yeah, the company's slogan is, for a beautiful red hue, we've got a bucket of beetles for you. No, they don't really say that. All right. So, yeah, don't... don't you never fake it. You're always going to... If you, if you look... If, Get fresh crab if you can. <laughs> okay. Chipino pasta. What do we pair with that? Well, it really depends on what you, you know, have to put in it. You know, like if you want to, what you want to dress it up with. Like what do you put for chipino pasta? Uh, you know, chipino pasta for me, I, I actually, even though it is a lighter dish, I guess people would say, I like a red wine with it. I like a red wine yeah, with it. Because of the butter in there, there's a lot of butter in most chipino yeah. recipes. And I think the red wine combats that really nicely. I'm so glad you said that because the thing is, like, this recipe has seafood in it. So, of course, you know, a Chardonnay is usually a sure bet. But at the end of the day, it's not about what you 
have to pair. It's what these are suggestions just to give you, you know, try new things and try to elicit the best flavors out of things. If you just love red wine and you love it with everything, just go for that. Whatever you love and just enhances the experience. Like you said earlier, it's just wine is part of it's absolutely true. Self love. Well, here's the thing that is starting to come to the forefront of wine tasting, and it goes like this. Everybody's palate is different and sometimes radically different. And what gene you may taste, I may not taste in something. What you may smell in a wine, I may not smell. And, you know, this has happened to me where, you know, there's a, a really top-notch psalm and he's going, oh, unfortunately this wine, and then complete the sentence. And I'm sitting there going, I like this wine. I like it, you know. But it's happened to an awful lot of people where you live in a real happy, wonderful, beautiful neighborhood, and then somebody moves in a couple of doors down, and they paint the house pink. Crazy. Exactly. All right, Gene, we got to go. I know you've got to get on to the next mission in life. I thank you so much. The book title, and they can just link to it on Grape Encounters, and you can get yes, the book. So just go to grapeencounters.com. You'll find a link to the book. And you can download the book. Uh, lots of really good recipes in there. Lots and lots and lots. So come check it out. And Jean, thank you for going on the air with me. Thank you so much for having me on the air. Wasn't it fun? It was fun. I had a blast. Okay. We'll have to do it again sometime. We are going to do it again sometime. You're now right, you're now hooked. All right, honey. You take care of yourself. And thanks for being here. And we will uh, talk to you soon, but probably not on the air. All right, don't go anyplace because we do have one more segment of Grape Encounters for you today. And I, every once in a while, have to get on the air and plead with you to join us on social media. We've got so much going on in the space that is not radio. And every single episode of Grape Encounters that we've ever put together is available online. 687 episodes. Can you even imagine that? It's taken us 16 years to do it. And even a lot of those old shows that we did have really timely information on them that will be useful in your wine life. So please find us on Facebook. You can look for Grape Encounters and just put in the word David and you'll be able to find me. Of course, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. By signing up as a friend, by liking us, you help us grow the show. So thanks for doing that, and we'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. At every family gathering, my brother Steve and I each bring several bottles of wines and try to one-up each other. I bring wines from all over. Steve only brings wines from California's Mendocino wine country, where he's lived for decades. And even though there are hundreds of great wineries there he can choose from, he mostly brings wines from the Graziano family of wines. Now you'd think you'd see a lot of duplicates from past gatherings since most producers only make 6 to 12 wines, but Graziano has 5 brands that make literally dozens, upwards of 30 mostly Italian varietals, and all rock stars. Made by the real rock star, Greg Graziano. You can hear my recent interview with Greg at GrapeEncounters.com and you can find Graziano wines all over America or buy them online at GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com I've never confessed how much I love Graziano wines to my brother and uh, let's keep it that way. 
If you tried a different wine grape varietal every day, it would take more than 27 years for you to get through the list. And while you're busy tasting all those choices, winemakers around the world will be coming up with countless blends to set you back. So, to uncomplicate things, we'll help you sort things out in the wine world and point you to the stuff that we think you'll find essential and unforgettable. Starting right here today on Grape Encounters with David Wilson. This last week, I went to a place that I think ranks up there as one of the most romantic spots that you could possibly imagine. I mentioned it earlier in the show, and I'm going to talk more about it in a specific place there that just blew my mind, but I thought it would be fun to recap some of the places that I think are the most romantic places when it comes to drinking wine. You know, what are those places that... If you wanted to share a bottle of wine with somebody, what would be the most romantic places to do that? You know, some of my choices probably are a little dated, I think, because I don't know how well some of these properties that I'm going to mention have been maintained. But I would say at least at the time that I was there, it just kind of blew my mind at how romantic these spots are. So I'm going to jump into it and then I'm going to tell you about a place in uh, southern Italy that is just way up there on the list. The first one, though, is the Las Brisas Hotel in Acapulco. It's a very famous hotel. It is on a very steep hillside. It is completely pink, which sounds very gauche, but actually the rooms are really spectacular. Each one has its own private pool, and I was noticing in some updated photographs that they have spas as well. The rooms inside are absolutely beautiful. You don't know whether you're inside or outside because everything just kind of flows They float rose petals in the pool. They spell messages with rose petals on your bed. And they have this thing that I really love. In fact, another hotel that I'm going to mention has it as well. It's like a magic door. You open it up in the morning and there's pastries and juice and coffee. And oh, it's fantastic. Also on my list is the Grand Quisisana Hotel. It's on the island of Capri off the Amalfi Coast. And this hotel, you just can't even believe. There's just one main boulevard that goes up this very tiny island, and it's lined with shops. At the end of the boulevard is the Grand Quisisana Hotel. You'll want to just sit outside and drink wine and have a great time all night long because it's just a great place. Another place with a magic door, Rancho Valencia Resort. This is down toward San Diego in Rancho. Santa Fe, just an amazing place. It has these casitas. So you're kind of in a place by yourself. They also have a magic door that you can open up and get goodies in the morning. And the juices that they serve are from trees right there on the property. It's fantastic. A place that I've always loved. It got really hit bad by the fires recently. It's the Meadowwood Hotel in the Napa Valley. It's just in the most serene spot. The thing I love about the Meadowwood more than anything is that they've got sunroofs that are electric. So you can open your room up to the outside. Look at the beautiful stars above. Wow. Let's go to Greece, Santorini. I'm not even going to pick a hotel. There's a lot of places to stay, but any place on Santorini is incredibly magic. Take the burrow ride up from the bottom. I got there aboard a sailing ship called the Wind Star. I've been on it three times. The first time it was brand new. The second time it was in terrible shape. The third time it had been fully restored and was incredible again. It is a sailing ship. I think it has like 75 cabins and oh my gosh, is it fantastic if it's in good shape. 
caves. I love caves, and there's no better caves in the world than the caves in the Loire Valley in France. They dug these caves to quarry the stones that built the chateaus around there, and then now they use them for wine storage, and they go back sometimes miles. Really, really amazing. And then um, one more that I'm going to mention, which is the Cappadocia region in Turkey, and I have not been there, but the screensaver on my computer is Cappadocia because I've got to go there. It's in eastern Anatolia in the heartland of Turkey, and there's an area where they do hot air balloons. It looks like moonscape, but this incredible, incredible geography, and it's it's just not to be believed. The hotels, I'm told, are just wonderful. But now I want to talk about Polignana Amare, which is in the Bari region of Italy. It's southern Italy. You have seen pictures of this place. You just don't necessarily know where it's at. It is so spectacular. It defies explanation. The town is on a cliff, and then below is some of the most jagged and amazing coastline that you have ever seen with these beaches that are are made from areas um, that have been eroded away. And so there are these deep channels that people body surf in, these incredible beaches. The town is ancient and beautiful, and it is the place where the song Volare was written. And the words for Volare are spaced out on signs above a main street with incredible restaurants along either side. But I stayed with a company called Antico Mondo, and I just fell upon them by accident. I was desperately looking for a B&B or a hotel to stay in because I was on a train headed that way. And, you know, you can really screw things up when you're, you know, looking very quickly for something. But, oh, my gosh, this was the best discovery you can possibly imagine. They have, I think, 10 units there. They're all completely different. Some of them are incredibly ancient. The first one I stayed in was a cave. And in this cave was this massive shower that had these therapy lights. It's just like disco lights, really. And it's just an open shower that's huge. You could put 12 people underneath there. The bed was incredible. The walls were all stone and rock. And the way it was put together was just absolutely magnificent. But then after uh, my first stay there, they put me up in a suite that was at the top of one of the buildings overlooking the most famous beach area in Poliano Amare. And the the patio of this room, I kid you not, was twice as big as most hotel rooms. And then above that was an area for sunbathing. But everything about this property is so perfect. And I was taken care of like I've never been taken care of before. A young woman named Greta who literally just did everything I could possibly need to make me comfortable And then her boss, Emio, did exactly the same. From the spot-on pickup service at the train station to all of the amenities in the room, just top-notch products, a fantastic espresso machine, wines there, full bottles uh, available for you so you don't have to go out and shop. Just every detail was the finest in craftsmanship. I kid you not, I couldn't have stayed at a more perfect place. I thought the first room was fantastic. The second room was even better. 
It definitely ranks on my list of the 10 most romantic places to have a glass of wine. I just wish it wasn't by myself. Okay, that's going to do it for Grave Encounters this week. We'll be back here next week. Bye-bye. Are you following Grape Encounters on social media yet? You're not? Well, you should be. It's the best way to hear the latest, juiciest, unfiltered wine stories. It's also the single best way to keep our unpretentious, decidedly different wine conversations going strong. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Grape Encounters. For tons of content on Facebook, you'll want to join our Grape Encounters radio group page. Or if LinkedIn is more your thing, connect with me by typing Grape Encounters Radio or Grape Encounters David in the search bar. Here's the deal. The more you click, the more I'll pour.